0: Hey everyone, welcome back to Bit White of the Podcast, and today we are covering one of the most prominent JRPGs in existence, Final Fantasy. As always, I'm Kate, I'm here with Adrian.
1: Hey, how's it going? And Matt. Hello.
0: And we're here with a super special guest,
1: Grant. Oh, I'm
2: super special
3: now?
0: Yes. Yep.
2: (laughs) Because anytime we have any anime or apparently Japanese RPGs, such as Final Fantasy, you're here i guess that's kind
3: of true
0: i know out of the two times he's been on the podcast those have in fact been the two things he's talked about so you're not wrong
1: (laughs) grant has a brand i do have a brand it's
3: weeb shit (laughs) (laughs)
0: <laughs> <laughs> I'm just going to talk about how hot all the characters are, and that's going to be my brand continuing into this episode. I
3: mean, that's important. Before,
0: <laughs> before we get to the Daddies of Final Fantasy, Grant, tell us why you're here and where you're from.
3: Uh, Well, where I'm from is from a podcast called Gilmore Ball Z, uh, where my wife Paige and I compare and contrast Dragon Ball Z and Gilmore Girls, uh, episode by episode. And, uh, Adrian and Kate have both guested with us on a number of occasions, so you can hear them too if you, you know, are into that kind of thing. Um, as for why I'm here, uh, Final Fantasy has been, like, my favorite video game franchise basically for as long as I can remember. Um, I've played all the mainline Final Fantasies except the MMOs, because I'm just not generally into MMOs, uh, and a couple of the spin-offs. um... I I've just always been a huge huge fan. Final Fantasy VI is my favorite video game of all time. I uh, I live and breathe the franchise in a lot of ways, and so I've I've often said in conversations with you know the rest of the But Why though crew that there's there is no limit to the amount of time I can talk about Final Fantasy. Um, I they're under explicit instructions to just tell me when to stop, and that'll be when this episode ends. Uh, yes. So I am I, I don't want to call myself an expert on Final Fantasy because I'm sure there's, you know, some dude on the internet who could trump me pretty easily, but um, I, I, I'd like to think that I, I know my stuff when it comes to Final Fantasy.
0: And today, Kate isn't going to be leading this episode because I would just talk about how hot everybody is. Matt is. Because every month I get a reminder that we could be playing Final Fantasy 14 <laughs> instead of just sitting around. <laughs>
2: accurate um so the real reason grant's here because as kate said uh she has no knowledge and adrian i I have some knowledge
0: hotness is knowledge i know Uh the characters is an
2: important chunk of the final fantasy
3: fandom like that that's important if you put them
0: in front of me i could name them because of how attractive they are just saying (laughs) it's a skill that's not a skill Anyways,
1: yeah, so, can you no. determine who's the soft boy and who's not the soft boy in the Final Fantasy 7 game? I don't know if I can. According could, to the internet, they're all soft could. boys. Are they sorry. all just soft boys?
3: Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> FF7's the one that's just full of soft boys. It is. <laughs> um,
2: I guess as we, have it, we always have an introduction question, I have a very generic one, but I think it actually might be a hard one, even though Grant might have answered this one. What is your favorite Final Fantasy? and i guess i'll go with Adrian.
1: uh i don't think i have one cuz i haven't played a whole lot of final fantasy admittedly um i think when final fantasy was like getting really big here when i was like growing up i was already playing other games so i actually have put more time into final fantasy is 11 the mmo
2: there's two of them
1: the first mmo not the one Eleven. that you always yeah 11 I probably put more time into that than anything, but that's really just because that's, like, my peak MMO getting into phase. Uh, so I think that's where I put my most time in. But I don't have a whole lot of knowledge about Final Fantasy. I just know that people talk about how hot the characters are. And apparently you could drive a car in one of the last ones and you could fish. And people really enjoyed that. Fishing's uh, great. <laughs> and then also, obviously, I am in contact with Matt and Kate consistently so when Kate talks about how Matt always wants to play Final Fantasy, the the, the other MMO, it's very accurate <laughs> so I think I have more tendent- tendential knowledge from Matt talking about Final Fantasy, the MMO than anything else really
2: Awesome, Kate what do you got?
0: So the first JRPG I ever saw played because at that time I wasn't really playing my own games. I think I had just been in Tomb Raider and a lot of like that was, I had Tomb Raider and crash that we would rent from the blockbuster. And my mom wouldn't buy me any other games because we didn't have money, but, uh, we got a demo of final fantasy seven. And I remember that specifically because of the white cover with cloud. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's, it, I thought it was the most beautiful damn thing I'd ever seen. Um, and my cousin played the demo and we played that demo non-stop uh so i can't remember if we ever actually played the full game when i like when i was first exposed to final fantasy 7 uh because of how much that demo got used as well as with like the pizza hut demos that we used to get <laughs> um like we thought we had played everything it was just a demo um But later on, I ended up getting a regular uh, the first PlayStation when I was in college, and I played uh, replayed through Tomb Raider on those, and then I ended up picking up Final Fantasy VII and playing that on there as well, Um, and that was really really fun, and that's probably the only one that I've played through myself of the main games I've, uh, but. What I did do, because I was a weeb, or at that time we just called ourselves otaku, I watched every Final Fantasy cutscene from Final Fantasy X because Yuna was my girl and I loved Titus. So I could probably tell you all that happens in Final Fantasy X and I stan Yuna, but I never played the damn game but it was all over game informer for like the for that year that it came out and so i was always watching it um as well as like the soundtrack from there so uh that's like my knowledge and the fact that our friends knew that we played final fantasy enough and that i like fat animals that he gave us his black uh, his black fat chocobo that they did for one of the special uh, Final Fantasy DLCs. And Matt isn't allowed to write anything else but that fat chocobo with me when we play Final Fantasy fourteen And those fat animals is what makes me come back. And my favorite <laughs> thing isn't even when I played, it's when Matt was trying to get me to play and he was taking screenshots of all the fat pets and then sending them to me nonstop.
1: So the real thing here is is this conversation going to get Kate to play Final Fantasy XIV again if she talks about the fat chocobo enough? Would we get to the MMO section?
2: That's the only point of having this episode, dude. That. <laughs> it's yeah. the only reason. No
1: other reason. Who cares about the new games coming out? Yeah. We just want to get Kate to play Final Fantasy XIV again.
2: So, Grant, I know you said Final Fantasy VI. Is that what you're sticking with your answer? And would you like to add anything or not?
3: Uh, 100% and I can always add things. Um,
1: <laughs> both
3: when it comes to Final Fantasy And you all just know me as a person at this point um, Yeah, so Final Fantasy 6 is easily my favorite Final Fantasy It's my favorite video game of all time uh, the, the world and the story and the characters Are all just so immensely well fleshed out Especially considering the time in which the game was released That it really stands the test of time In a way that a lot of other games from around that era don't always necessarily. Um, but I think, like, Honorable Mention definitely goes to Final Fantasy VII as well. For me, it was one of the first... I can't remember exactly how timelines lined up, so either it or Pokémon Blue were my first RPG. Um, and so I was huge into that, and that was what got me into the franchise. And then Nine is the one that I've really grown an appreciation for as an adult. So, like, when when you ask somebody what your favorite final fantasy is like my personal opinion is those are the three right answers are six, seven and nine. Um, (laughs) But uh, yeah, I mean, I'll have plenty of time to gush about, about all those games as we get into the episode. But for me, I feel like if you're only going to play one uh, final fantasy game, six is the one to pick both because it's so good. And because it has aged the best of a lot of the more classic final fantasy games.
2: Awesome. And so here's the part where I get my answer, and I anger every single Final Fantasy fan out there. Is I'm still going with eleven. I love Final Fantasy eleven. It is the deviation, the first deviation of the classic games of the MMOs. It was actually a very good game.
1: <laughs> um, yeah, Final Fantasy eleven was great.
2: Yeah, uh, it's obviously it obviously during the big uh, craze of MMOs during the time because I think it comes out I believe before WoW actually comes out. And then by the time it gets around and whatnot else, I think I played it before. I think it, I played it before, and then as WoW came out, end up switching to WoW and whatnot else.
1: Yeah, came out a year before, I think, in two thousand three. I think is, is when that one comes out. I
2: believe, or we didn't start. Well, I don't know if we get it by two thousand three. I don't know. That was all a blur at this point. <laughs> yeah, I think we get
1: it by two thousand three, but yeah
2: yeah um and then obviously um I've also like I guess since we did tell you how much we played I played 14 which obviously Kate has mentioned multiple times and then I played 13 some because it was like the first one that came uh like not on a playstation for the longest time <laughs> which we'll kind of talk about and then obviously' a sporadic plays or everything but I definitely don't have the love and remembrance of grant here of all of these games mm <laughs> hmm So I guess to start. How dare you? Yeah, I know. That's why Grant's here to save us all. How dare you not have an (laughs) identical life experience to me, Matt? I know. Well, with Final (laughs) Fantasy VII coming out, I believe. Well, I think depending on depending on when you receive your copy in these times, (laughs) some some people (laughs) already have it. Yeah, it's like depending on. Yeah, like I said, some people already have it as we are recording. Some people should be getting it. Like a few days after we re- uh this episode releases, and some people will be getting it before, so sometime within the next week or so. Australian pending. bastards. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um. So you'll be able to get the uh. You'll be able. Yeah. Uh, then you'll be able to play the remastered or remake of basically games, which is all square enix wants to do these days apparently um but anyways uh this franchise final fantasy franchise began is apparently matt years old am i allowed to say that so that's what everybody else says uh began in 1987 um i can't pronounce the and it was created by i can't pronounce hironobu sakaguchi there we go see i'm sorry (laughs) um uh by... I will
0: say at the very least, you and Adrian and to a I, too, sort of, at least we say we can't say the names. We don't just roll with it. Yeah,
2: I'm not going to yeah. butcher somebody's yeah. name. I'm just going to say I like
0: can't
1: yeah. You're not getting any butchers. You're not getting any fake accents. We're just going to say we don't know because America.
0: Yeah. Um, <laughs> really? Because it's not the American thing to do. That's more just a nice person thing to do. <laughs> um, and anyways,
2: it was the funny thing How when I'm doing this... How many times have you been it,
0: called Ruiz. I
1: can't even roll my own R. so don't, don't, don't talk to me like that. <laughs> um,
2: the funny thing about doing these notes and thing is it was created by Square, which is now Square Enix. Because I completely forgot. Because Square Enix has been around since 2003. That Square actually was the original mm-hmm.
3: creator. Wasn't it ever.
0: SquareSoft for some time? Yeah, I
3: it, don't was, know, Square, it was. It was SquareSoft. Square whatever. Yeah, it was SquareSoft like, until 2003, where basically SquareSoft and Enix realized that if they merged. They'd be able to uh, do better in Western markets, and so there you go. And, then take and take over so they've been time.
2: they've been Square Enix ever since, even though they like made like the same type games. <laughs> um, but yeah, but it was just funny because I completely because obviously people would say Square, and I, it's just been so long that I forgot that like Square Enix wasn't originally Square Enix; it was actually Square Software, whatever. Just people call it Square at this point. you um, think. Um, yeah, <clears throat> it originally started on, obviously, the Super Nintendo. This is obviously during back in the 80s with Nintendo's dominance. Um, it was then the, kinda moved it was the th- NES. Yeah, the NES. Uh, and then it kind of moved into, I guess it kind of, because some of these games, especially back in this time, don't actually get released later in America until um, kind of like a few years afterwards. So I think like um, two and three technically don't even come. And for like a, 10 years, and they don't even come to Western markets. And so, like, we get one on the NES, and then I think we get like four, but it's labeled it as two on mm-hmm. the NES back in like n- by like '93 or '90 or like '94 or something like that. And then the thing, that's how you know I people are like, old school is if they call four Final Fantasy two,
3: and if they call six Final Fantasy three, then it's like, oh, oh, you're old school.
2: <laughs> yeah, yeah, because uh, definitely the games are all a thing. and It's all, it's not really complicated, but it is a messy thing because you know games release whatnot else, and then it's not till. Basically, Final Fantasy VII that everybody has mentioned here, that we officially, it kind of starts moving officially to PlayStation and then only to PlayStation. Which we'll actually get into that whole kind of decision and kind of all the how that plays out in the actual game markets later. It was a hell of a story. I actually wrote an essay about it in college. Well, see, I'm just going to let Grant talk about the essay and I don't even yep. have to do this thing. I don't even know why I'm talking <laughs> at this point. <laughs> I'm just here because I'm part of But Why, though, not because I know what I'm talking about.
3: I'm
0: just here to say that <laughs> Titus is better than Cloud.
2: Oh. Yeah.
3: Well, okay, so the second half of this this
2: episode is going to be Kate and I fighting to the death.
0: <laughs> yes.
2: Yeah. Um for those of you not familiar with Final Fantasy um one, I kind of have a lot of questions for you in the first place. Um but two apparently is a series uh, the franchise is a series of science fiction and fantasy RPGs more defined kind of JRPGs, or Japanese role-playing games, which we'll kind of get into more difference of that, um, between, like, a kind of the Western RPGs, or, and then obviously you have generic RPGs. It's like a square and a rectangle type thing.
1: Um, like a square Enix? Yes. <laughs>
2: um, there are 15 main games. They're denoted with numbers, or at least 14 of them are. The numbers are referred to as volumes rather than sequels and basically this means that the previous and preceding games really have no effect on the current game. I don't know if some of the middle ones might have a little bit playing off. From my understanding, they all basically are their own original-like stuff.
3: Yeah, uh, that's that's a, a, a misconception that I actually hear a lot, which is it's interesting because I grew up just steeped in it where it's just always been a fact of life to me, so it's funny when I meet people who don't know, but like, of course you don't know because it logically you would assume Um, But, yeah, every single one takes place in its own universe, its own set of characters, its own everything. There is no relation between any of them. So, like, if you're like, oh, there's this Final Fantasy VII remake coming out, but I haven't played the first six, literally doesn't matter. They have nothing to do with each other uh there are there's thematic uh parallels and like certain, you know, creatures and concepts get reused throughout the franchise but in terms of the story and characters it literally does not matter you can play them in any
0: order.
2: Yep. <laughs> Which is kind of I know a big, a big thing I think like Adrian mentioned before like and I know we've talked about before of like well, I don't want to start with 11 anything I see that says 13 like I can't be playing this. Um um, they consist of all 15 games, 13, kind of the traditional single-player um, games that we kind of all, what Final Fantasy is renowned for, and then along with the two MMO RPGs of 11 and 14. Um, I kind of want to give a list of some of these games, kind of so we see how they go through all the years. Um, obviously, I have no ratings because these are old before Metacritic existed, even though they kind of, they have some ratings and they've kind of over the years because they sites have gone back and just redone them and re-rated them, but I just don't like to give... Somebody reviewing a game that's from 1987 in, like, today's age, or even, like, in 1998 or something, I just don't like giving a rating for it, kind of we talk about, because you have different lenses, as we say. Um, So the first Final Fantasy came out in 1987. (laughs) And then, obviously, we have Final Fantasy II in 88, Final Fantasy III in 1990. And as I mentioned, these two actually do not come to Western markets, I believe, until, like, the late 90s on the PlayStation. And then you have three final... actually didn't come to Western markets until the DS uh, okay then the DS got that one wrong um, My bad. and then final Fantasy 4 which is 91 Final Fantasy 5 which is 92 and then final Fantasy 6 which is 94 Final Fantasy 7 which is 97 Final Fantasy 8 which is 99 Final Fantasy 9 2000 Final Fantasy 10 2001 11 and 2002 12 2006 and 13 and 2009 and then the, the reason i want to talk about this was because then you get final fantasy 14 in 2010 and this is actually the first release of this game um for those of you who don't know basically this game was so bad and it got reviewed so bad and it was critically just awful and they had so many issues that this game it was reviewed so bad it nearly killed the entire franchise um with how bad the reviews are and the reception and the backlash that faced from this game um, I believe it was square and at this time square Enix at this time lost like 90% of its profits for the year. Um, they nearly they had to issue apologies. They ran this thing until about um, 2012 until they finally just like cut it off. Well, apparently in April of 2011 they realized how bad this was and so they actually started basically ground having to build the game ground up. They felt so bad. They obviously fired the whole entire team, they made it, brought a whole other team in, and they did, redid and built this entire game all the way back up to called Final Fantasy XIV, and they call it like the Realm Reborn or whatever, just so they can kind of have a different, uh, you know, name player to it, because that's the way Final Fantasy is, they just put Final Fantasy and then tack on stuff, either numbers or names, and then basically they re- re-released this game in 2013, in about about 2014, I think, or so, when we get, it. I think, end of 2013, And basically now this game at this point, not really carrying the franchise, but it's become a very popular and it's like one of the highest grossing parts of what Final Fantasy does overall. And then obviously you had Final Fantasy 16, or excuse me, 15 that came out in 2016. And this was the one that Adrian referred to with the car.
0: That one is just like a boys love anime. That's all that that one is.
3: It really is. I love it. It's so good. <laughs> it was. It was.
0: That's all it is.
3: It was really divisive because it's so different in so many ways. And people are like, "Oh, ha ha! It's just a boy band road trip as a Final Fantasy game." Screw have those guys. Have you seen
0: how much money BTS makes? Right,
3: like it's. It was a. It was a good game. I'm just. I'm just gonna put that
0: out there. I have not played it. I have watched many a cut. It from is dope. It um, the one thing that I do like about looking at the Final Fantasy stuff, in this may just because these are the only games that you listed and not, like, the Invictus or whatever that's on the mobile and all the other giant... Because, like, they have way more games than this. Like, they have a whole bunch There's of, like, ten mobile bajillion games and stuff spin-offs. with, like, weird names. But when I look at, like, the main line, I'm just happy that it's so consistent in naming form and consistent in, like, it's not Final Fantasy 3 colon something after it and then they drop it and then they go back to final fantasy 5 it's just consistent because i think of like how the resident evil uh system is and it's like resident evil resident evil 2 resident evil 3 nemesis resident evil 4 and (laughs) it just makes me happy when a game list is just is just nice
2: so (laughs) this also just happens because we're talking about the 15 main games um obviously as we mentioned we'll get into some of the other ones a little bit later but I think that's why we get that. Um, it's funny because I did notice, if you didn't notice in the early thing, because I was while well, doing these notes how they go like 88, 87, 88, and then all of a sudden it's like 90, 91, 92, 94, and they start pumping them out really bad. I think they went through, they started, uh, they, they, basically they, uh, Square Enix came and said that they didn't want to fall into the same like trap that uh, essentially Assassin's Creed and Call of Duty did, and so they wanted to start spacing out their games which is why we get these later releases like every now and then because like you basically we had 2000 uh between 2009 and then technically i guess 2013 but 2009 to 2016 is basically your two like single player games they had as well as they want to maintain like fan like Thing. they didn't want everything to fall flat and like get stale over time so they actually said that that's why they have some of these gaps between like 2006 to 2009 then the 2016 and obviously with some of the other projects they're working on as well but that was one of the reasons because we've talked about it before in some of these games that the annual game is uh, a <laughs> can definitely wear you out yeah well and Question. it's an
3: it's an interesting um it's an interesting case with these because in some of these cases there's just like production stuff going on behind the scenes that kind of explains it. Like if you look, uh, we had 8 in 99, 9 in 2000, and 10 in 2001. And I remember even back then when I was a kid as these were coming out, I was thinking, that's crazy. They pumped out three games in three years, and they're all like big games. And the reason for that is that Final Fantasy nine was originally not going to be a Final Fantasy. Uh, so it was a totally different team working on it. Oh, wow. It wasn't part of their Final Fantasy project roadmap. And then as they were working on it, they were like, now this is a Final Fantasy game. Fuck it, it's Final Fantasy 9. <laughs> whereas like thinking? whereas like Final Fantasy 15 was originally going to be a spin-off of Final Fantasy 13. Was Final Fantasy 13 was going to be a whole thing where they had this like the main game and then there were going to be two other spin-offs and then there were also two other sequels to Final Fantasy 13. Um so it was like going to be a whole weird little universe in and of itself, but that ended up not quite panning out. So there is Final Fantasy 13 and Final Fantasy 13 2 and then also this is this is going to get to Kates pet peeve. The third one is just called Lightning Returns Final Fantasy 13. <laughs> because fuck it, why not just call it 13 3? Um
0: well, that was, that was my, my question was, wasn't Final Fantasy XII called Final Fantasy X-2? No,
3: Final Fantasy XII no. and Final Fantasy X-2 are two completely different games. Are they? Yes.
0: Oh, dear. X-2
3: is a direct sequel to X where you play as Yuna. There
0: we go. Whereas
3: XII is its own completely separate thing.
0: Ha! Yes. Okay. Sorry. I knew that there was one of those, and I was like, "This doesn't look right." But I also don't see it on here. What's happening to my brain?
3: Yeah. So, fifteen was originally actually going to be a game game called Final Fantasy Versus Thirteen that was going to be a (laughs) spinoff of Thirteen. I I know. I know. It was. It was. It was FF Thirteen, and then Final Fantasy Versus (gasps) Thirteen, and Final Fantasy Agito Thirteen were these three games that were going to come out, but the the two spin-offs ended up becoming completely divorced from FF13 and becoming their own things. So, uh Agito got released as Final Fantasy Type Zero and it was just its own completely separate deal. Um and then Versus 13 went dark for years. Nobody heard anything about it. Nobody like nobody knew where it went or what was going on with it until uh it was at E3, a couple of years before 15 ended up coming out. They showed a trailer and it was like, oh shit, Versus 13 is finally back. And then at the end of that trailer, they show the Final Fantasy Versus 13 logo. We hadn't heard from this game in like five years. They showed this logo and then the logo shattered and reformed as Final Fantasy 15. So, like, and that's part of the reason why there was that huge gap between. 13 and 15 is part of it is what Matt said. that They were trying to let the brand cool down, but it was also because final fantasy 15 was kind of in development hell for a really long time. Um And so it was just kind of this weird thing that was like, Oh, we can't make it work. We got to keep working on it. And then it blew up into this big, huge thing. And they're like, well, fuck it. Now it's a full blown final fantasy game. So slap a 15 on it and send it out the door. And that's like kind of how we get this weird gap that's happening. So who knows how so long it'll be things. before we get Final Fantasy 16. It's already been four years. So
0: so two things. I forgot that Final Fantasy X-2 has my three ladies that I love so much. Because I forgot about Final Fantasy X-2 being a thing. I always just thought it was Final Fantasy X because I've never played it. I just watched cutscenes and read, read fan fiction. Um, but the other thing is it sounds a lot like Square Enix has a motive or has, has a move something starts as something else and then becomes a final fantasy or they just turn it back turn it off and then turn it back on and then it's like perfect final fantasy and that's kind of what they do
2: <laughs> that isn't inaccurate but anyways um, kind of as we do with all of them we have other media which we'll kind of dive a little bit into these cuz obviously we'll get into but why those they have a tr- trading card game in 2016 which is which we talked about with board games which is final fantasy trading card game that's what the name of the game is it is very generic. Very
0: straightforward.
2: <laughs> um, the fun thing is they have three. They they have three radio dramas from, that were in two thousand and three. Yeah, I never heard of these. That's Awesome. Yes. Um. Apparently, radio dramas. I don't know if they still are today, but apparently, were still popular in Japan, and so they had them compared to the US, where oh. they died out a long time ago.
0: Well, so that's the thing. A lot of manga, and especially, especially a lot of like. People are finding out a lot about me this episode. A lot of boys love manga and stuff moved over to doing podcasts before podcasts were a thing and they were radio dramas and then they just moved radio dramas into audio dramas, which is the exact same thing, but in podcast form. And so it was a very popular way of adapting different types of manga and stuff, especially from a space that you can't necessarily read it in public, but you can listen to it instead. It's Is there a musical? There should um,
1: be. C- come on, Kate. How dare you disrespect me by not thinking I'm looking that up right now.
0: <laughs>
2: <laughs> so, yeah.
1: There's one coming in 29... Or there was <laughs> supposed to be one coming, I think, this year. But I think the world is ending. So I don't think that it actually ever happened. <laughs> or was this 2019? Oh, there might have been one last year. There might be one out there. Mm. Yes. What um, is this called? Uh, Final Fantasy Brave, Brave Exvius. Yes. Excus. Oh, yeah. That's one of the mobile did games.
2: Yes um obviously as kate said there's various um not quite rank, uh, radio drama but there are various mangas and novels over the years i think there's about over 16 i don't know they started in like 89 and they kind of did nothing they did like one in 89 and 92 and then nothing to 2002 and then basically they had one every year until 2012 and i'm sure there's more coming back now in the last few years but it has been like most of these are all in japan with only a few of them actually ever making in north america I'm sure they're yeah. coming over there now because it's been like you know quite a while but yeah
0: so what was fun back in the day was you would read scans um because essentially when it's only in japanese release you would have fans that would come in and translate it for you and then they, they would clean it up and their entire entire scan teams and i had like a chunk of these like torrented and saved and then I had another friend who was from Japan. She was Japanese and she'd go back every summer and she'd bring back the ones in Japanese and it was great. I just like looking at them. I like looking at this franchise.
2: It's a good
3: franchise to look at.
2: There's nothing wrong with that, especially with some of these games nowadays, (laughs) like, YouTube versions of, like, make these games, put in a movie. That's how I felt about, like, the last, like, three Assassin's Creed games. Like, I don't want to play these. Can you, somebody just give me a YouTube, like, cinematic version of this thing?
0: It's, like the opposite of you with comic books. Like, you know a whole bunch about comic books because you watched, or you, you played all of the Marvel games. I read a lot of the manga (laughs) and watched the cinematic trailers and cinematic scenes. Yes. It's Um, fine.
2: Which kind of gets into Kate's neck thing of talking about there are apparently like eight films and television stuff, which Kate has said all. Um, obviously, they have the Final Fantasy Legends of the Crystals from 1994, which is a TV anime, I believe. And then they have the terrible movie called Final Fantasy the Spirits Within. from That uh-huh. is
0: not terrible. That, movie is, that movie is good. That
2: movie is awful. That
0: is a good movie,
2: that movie is it awesome.
0: is a good movie <laughs> and it was it was revolutionary in it's cgi work much like it was in the video games it was beautiful i was utterly confused throughout it but i've watched it many times
3: i just remember i went and saw it in theaters because i was so excited that there was a final fantasy movie coming out uh and you have to keep in mind i was born in 1992 so i was like nine years old uh, and super excited there's a Final Fantasy movie coming out and then I got out of the theater and I was like I don't understand how that was Final Fantasy there was a guy named Sid listen. in it yes.
0: listen <laughs> Aki Ross Aki Ross was one of Maxim's Hot 100 Women when this movie came out thank you
3: And well Lightning is a, is a fashion model now so I guess some things are constant in the Final <laughs> Fantasy
2: franchise yeah. Um, then they have Final Fantasy Unlimited.
3: And it was
0: directed by him. I'm sorry. It was directed by the creator of Final Fantasy. Like...
2: <laughs> it was still awful, though.
0: It wasn't awful. It's above 15% on Rotten Tomatoes. It's out of 45% on Rotten Tomatoes, a 6.4 on IMDb, and a 3.5 out of 4 on Roger Ebert. What
2: is that audience score?
0: 80% of Google users like it. <laughs>
2: That's actually awful. <laughs> that is terrible for Google users.
0: <laughs> Listen, it's good.
2: Can you go give me that Rotten Tomatoes audience? Don't score,
0: disrespect please? Sakaguchi like that.
2: I want that audience score.
0: No, it actually didn't make its money back. It cost 137 million dollars to make it, and it only made about like 80.
2: Oh no! This is, is basically we talked it about lost a
0: lot of money. Oh,
2: you talk about we talked about uh, how Final Fantasy. Uh, 14 nearly, like, ruined Square Final Fantasy franchise. This one nearly hurt Square in the first place because they lost so much money on this movie. <laughs> um, we have Final Fantasy Unlimited, the TV show. Which, Grant, I believe you watched this thing. I've seen,
3: I haven't seen all of it, but I've seen parts of it. It's also a weird one um, where it has, like, it has Chocobos in it. Um, <laughs> and, like, are they fat? Uh, I didn't see the whole show, but at least the one that's in the main cast is not fat. Uh, and care, like yeah. the dude summons summons from the Final Fantasy TV from the Final Fantasy series in the TV show at the end of every episode. But other than that, it was not very Final Fantasy. Um, it it kind of felt like if it was like, and again, I've only, I haven't seen all of it. So, you know, maybe it gets better. But the parts that I saw, it was like uh low budget Miyazaki with Final Fantasy stuff duct tape onto it.
0: But this looks gorgeous.
3: It's been many years, so this is also like <laughs> my... This show is
2: almost 20 years old.
3: Yeah, this is exactly. also me looking back at it through many years. So maybe if I were to sit down and watch it again now, I'd be like, wait, this is genius. I was just a stupid kid and didn't get it. But uh, when I watched it... <laughs> I take
0: it, it back, I like this Chocobo. When I watched it the first time,
2: <laughs> I did not get it. Um, yeah. Then we have uh, Final Fantasy VII, The Advent Children from 2005.
0: It is so good. It I've seen so this one. Beautiful. It's actually not bad. This one's it's pretty beautiful. decent. It's beautiful. Yeah. It is amazing. It is it is poetic cinema.
2: This one doesn't bother me. The spirits within it terrible.
0: No. <laughs>
2: I could do um, I could do a whole
3: hour on my complicated relationship with Advent Children.
0: Advent I, Children was when I got my first poster of Cloud.
2: Once again, I don't know if it was any good compared to the games, or the game and whatnot, but it it wasn't, it didn't seem awful. It definitely wasn't the spirits within, so I guess it was like, I saw, it had a very low bar to hop over. <laughs> <laughs> um,
0: it's also what I realized, that it was okay to say that other women were attractive too, because everybody, all of my friends that I hung out with loved Tifa, and so you we were like, oh yeah, she's pretty oh yeah and then it's like yes they're all hot this is just a hot this is just hotness this is just all that advent children
3: is. which is why it's so funny in the for the remake they're going back and making people like who weren't hot in the original game and making them hot it's like there's enough hot people in final fantasy 7 but now you're like you're making high like, like, please don't make high hot i'm not ready for that
0: it's the castlevania model Everybody has to be
3: hot. I'm not I'm not I'm not I was not prepared. I was not emotionally prepared for Daddy
2: Heidegger. <laughs> um then we have three other ones of Last Order, Final Fantasy VII, uh King's Glaive. Yes. I love
0: King's Glaive. King's Glave is great. King's Glaive yes. is also uh, fun.
2: Yeah, Final Fantasy 15 and then Brotherhood for Final Fantasy 15. And I believe those just came out. I think those are animated. Are they not? Yeah. Kings
0: there. I mean, it's all. CG.
2: Yeah.
3: Kingsglaive is like a yeah. CGI movie, like Advent Children Brotherhood right. is mm-hmm. actually, it's an anime mini series. Um, they're all on, their episodes are all on YouTube and honestly, they're great. Uh, I would recommend everybody, anybody who's even a little interested in FF 15, watch them. It's anime. Just, it's only like four or five episode, little anime mini series where each episode is about one of the four boys and about like their past <sighs> and their upbringing. And like for the three other ones is kind of how they got to know Noctis and their relationship with Noctis. And they came out weekly leading up to the release of Final Fantasy 15. So it was a really cool way to get to know the cast before you played the game. Um, And it like, I have issues with the way that they marketed and producted uh, FF 15, but the lead up to FF 15, the way they managed that hype and the way that they managed all of that was really interesting um even if i think post-release they kind of drop the ball in some ways but that's a whole other discussion
0: i have two things to say one <laughs> final Fantasy that that right there confirms that final fantasy 15 is just bts in a car yes um because that's also how they market bts just saying um, and Kingsglaive has some of the most beautiful animation like it's mm-hmm. one of those anim- it's one of those animated things that you watch and you can't really tell if it's animated or human mm-hmm. um, which for the entire series that are the reason I've always been fascinated with how Final Fantasy looks is just because of how much more beautiful it is than everything else that is out like for me Final Fantasy was always that standard um, and Kingsglaive is like I haven't seen animation like king's glaive in a hot minute so
2: and then you got the last uh apparently that kate has apparently seen for some reason um a mini series of final fantasy 14 dad of light for some reason it's a J drama. of course kate's seen it
0: (laughs) (laughs) for some reason come on (laughs) it it's adorable it's so good i haven't finished watching it yet but it's because i i jump between my dramas uh but uh it's really really good it's about a dad and a son who are like kind of estranged not estranged but just they're they don't know how to talk to each other and so they form their relationship and solidify their relationship and get closer together by playing final fantasy 14 it's so cute yes he I he, he pretends so to be
3: somebody else and meets his dad in the game so they can become friends in the game without him knowing he's talking to his son
0: it's adorable it's so good.
3: It's super cute. I'm pretty sure it's based it's on so a true wholesome. story. It's
0: It is. It's, it's just very wholesome, and I love it.
2: Awesome.
0: Obviously, there's some
2: few other media stuff. But we will get <laughs> into that in the "But Why Those." Um, so I guess we will. Does anybody have anything else before we get to the "But Why Those" of Final Fantasy?
1: Just I would just go to the "But Why Those." Yeah, Matt. we're going with the, but go the "But Why Those."
0: High from King's is high. You can't.
3: Yeah, we know. You can't slow down, Matt. If you slow down, then I start talking.
0: <laughs> yeah.
2: Um, I will say. Obviously, we've talked about a lot of stuff. Everybody knows um, this is uh, thirty plus years. Um, so, obviously, we're not going to be able to get everything into this podcast, so bear with us if we miss your favorite part. I'm sorry. I'm not really, but I will say I am. Um, so, getting the but why, though, and since I'm leading this episode, I don't even... I've, all my notes have the exact same first but why, though. is It's a successful franchise. It's a franchise that's been around for 30-plus years, and it's still going. It's sold over 149 units, and as of, like, I think 2019... And then, obviously, as we said before funny time, finding how many games have actually been sold or copies, it's always a pain. And then it will continue to make, um, it will obviously continue to sell more, as we mentioned Final Fantasy VII, the remastered, and I think they're doing the remastering and re-releasing other games as well, as those continue to come. Um, the funny thing about Final Fantasy franchise, uh, Final Fantasy franchise is actually believed to have saved Square from the very beginning from bankruptcy, because they were having struggled mm-hmm. at the very beginning.
3: That's why it was called that. Because uh, if it wasn't yes. a mega hit, they were, they were to fold. And so they were, it was their final, that was what they called, they were like, okay, hey, Final Fantasy, yeah. let's go. And so then it ended up being a mega hit, and they're like, well, shit, I guess Final Fantasy two. <laughs>
2: yeah um it's funny because i did read that plenty of times and then i had other people who like said no that was not why we just called everything because uh final apparently is like how it's pronounced or something or way it's worded in japanese works very well but no like there's also plenty of publications that said just that so i was like oh i know square's going on the bankruptcy so whatever they want to say if that final fantasy doesn't hit we don't have square (laughs) anymore um obviously they're critically acclaimed especially as we said final fantasy 7 and then final fantasy 6 as well um obviously some of the other games not even trying to take away from them but those are kind of the two big ones um i know when you look up final fantasy 7 we'll talk about a little bit more in a second but final fantasy 6 i believe is the one that's grant already said is his favorite but i believe that is the one final fantasy that gets ranked always or not always but majority above consensus that's like the number one it looks like for the most part if that makes. it
3: sense. it will pretty consistently when a publication makes like a top 100 games of all time list or whatever final fantasy 6 will pretty consistently
2: break the top 10 yeah um actually there's a lot of them that do but yeah the final fantasy 6 usually be because apparently a lot of publications too in the last like decade or so have been like going back and just ranking all final fantasies for some reason which i guess you can do that now it's That's clicks fine. Yeah, it is clicks. Um, Obviously, the Final Fantasy games have won multiple Game of Years awards. They've won other multiple other awards throughout the years, including uh, music and visuals. As Kate was talking about, the visuals and everything in these games are beautiful. Um, One of the things that obviously why I love playing, even as much as I enjoyed WoW and stuff, like playing Final Fantasy, even eleven, like the visuals are just so they just look so beautiful and more pretty than like I'm sorry, the WoW's cartoon look but <laughs> that gameplay. Yeah.
1: Mm. No, I mean I, I I can't disagree there. I mean it's also an aesthetic choice, right? Like that's yes. how they wanted it to look, but I remember, like, being, like, an ogre, like, in Final Fantasy X or whatever. Like, it being, like, or 11, um I remember, like, just being, like, different characters in Final Fantasy XI. And it was, like, fantastically beautiful even then. I don't know. I don't know if, like, what it looks like now. Because I remember, like, WoW even looking really pretty. And then looking at, like, the base graphics of 2004 <laughs> World of Warcraft. They are yes. garbage. <laughs> I can't remember. I kind of don't want to go back and look at Final Fantasy XI. But Final Fantasy, was it fourteen? Yes. Is, it, is that the uh, gorgeous game? Like, one of the prettiest games out there. Oh yeah. Uh, Japanese MMOs make beautiful games.
2: Yes.
3: Well even if you um, if man, you look a... at the demo for Final Fantasy VII, the seven remake, it's it's like you feel like you could actually reach out and pinch Cloud's little cheeks.
2: <laughs> yeah, no, I mean that was kind of their part of their thing of you know, like their design from the get go of just they always looked at visuals and making them beautiful and kind of in and, in and, uh, and obviously, music, which
3: we could do. I was to say, say, yeah. I, I think, I think. Sorry, Matt, but I, I feel like the music is totally worth stopping and talking about too, though. Uh,
2: oh yeah, uh, yeah. Which we can do right now, I guess. Okay, I, I mean, oh, I
3: don't. I, I will admit, I don't really know your format. If you want to do that later, we can. But
2: oh, I see you got a whole uh, thing. Yeah. For, you got a whole thing for music. We'll do that later then. I'm I'm looking at your. Yeah, notes no, now. no, that's my bad. I, I probably was just trying to throw this together. Talking about the music, um, the music of Final Fantasy is basically renowned. Obviously, mm-hmm. we talked about visual just a second ago, but the, visual, the music as well. Um, what I found was interesting when I did this is eight of the Final Fantasy soundtracks have actually debuted in the top ten of, I guess it's called the Oricon album charts, which is essentially the Japanese version of, like, popular music charts. And so all these games have soundtracks, which you can purchase, which we've kind of mentioned before, kind of above. And they're all on Spotify. Sound- they are now on Spotify, which is a big yes. thing. But apparently eight of these soundtracks have actually debuted in the top ten, Japanese charts, music charts. <laughs> and I know that may not seem like Yuna much. Yuna
0: is a literal pop star.
2: <laughs> yeah. It, like I said, it's, we may not think about it, but that is weird, like, if we just think about American music and, you know, our musical charts, because anybody imagine, like, a video game having having a soundtrack that comes out and be like, this is in the top 10. <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, that's about how much to do it. Um, apparently, you can also purchase the piano sheets of a lot of the music for the soundtracks along with the games, uh, like on the soundtrack, so you can play on your piano. And then kind of going into, like, we talked about there was a musical. There also has the Final Fantasy Sympathy. Sympathy? Yeah. Sympathy? I can't speak. Which has been on and symphony. off. <laughs> yeah, symphony. I can't talk today. It's <laughs> been a long day. <laughs> it's hot. Uh, also the Final Fantasy Symphony, as I said, it's been on and off since, like, 1991, and I know it's actually still, I've been... I believe it came to Austin last year, actually. I went last yeah. year. Uh, it was either the last year or
3: the year before. Uh, I went. Paige got me, got us really good tickets for my birthday, and so I got to see them in San Francisco. It's Final Fantasy Distant Worlds is the, the symphony that kind of tours around, and it is fabulous. If you're a Final Fantasy fan, it is absolutely worth throwing down the tickets. And even if you're not, it's just damn good music.
2: Yeah, no, it's definitely something that people, like, I've watched some of the videos of them and everything. Obviously, I think we've tried to go, but we end up being gone because we've talked about going before,
0: mm-hmm. and it,
2: it just looks fantastic. It sounds amazing. I've seen the videos of them playing. Obviously, just listen to the music in general. The music itself is just it's just really amazing
1: in general. Yeah, it's. it's I mean, maybe I just couldn't find it in my quick search. It like, makes me wonder why there aren't more musicals for this thing, given, like, the drama that obviously follows in these games and the beautiful music it seems like a pretty much a shoe in to just do a musical like every year or like a, like an old and school opera. W- yeah. But, and then they would choose to do like the mobile game, like to make their musical based off of a mobile game and not one of like the bigger ones is also kind of surprising to me. I don't know how good that mobile game was, but making an absolutely make the whole ba- musical over it,
3: taking a good idea and making the most absolutely baffling decision with it is like the most on-brand thing for Squaresoft. Square Enix (laughs) like the fact that the Final Fantasy remake is actually happening is still like a fever dream because it was it was a license to print money that they had in their back pocket for so many years and they're only deploying it now it was to the point where and I'm sorry this is a tangent but it's to the point where the like the fandom as a whole had agreed we're just not going to talk about it anymore. <laughs> like it would be the thing where it suddenly just mentions of like the FF Seven remake in E Three prediction threads or whatever would just was slowly vanishing because we all just kind of agreed it wasn't happening and we just kind of had given up. And there was the kind of the joke of like every time you meant it was like Half Life Three where every time you mention it in the thread, it gets put off by another year. Uh, and yeah. I distinctly recall that uh, so because it was announced at Sony's big E Three press conference a couple years ago. And so they had their teaser for the press conference that was just text on a screen. And it kept talking about how we're really excited to tell you about bleep. And it was censoring something out. And it was just their coy little joke. And everyone was like, what could it be? What could it be? What could it be? And I got in a conversation with a guy where we were both like, it might be that thing that we're both too afraid to say out loud. And he was like, (laughs) I don't know. Is it really like I don't think that's ever going to happen? Like we went through this whole conversation of neither of us actually saying it, and then it was announced. We both popped back in on that random Reddit thread, and we like, "Yo!"
2: <laughs> <laughs> but no, because uh, funny because we because I mean, kind of get back into the music of things of how we talk about doing things. But Kate wonders like, "How can you just fish and do whatever in these games?" Says I'm like, "I can just sit there and listen to the music and fish all day, and it doesn't bother me." Mm-hmm.
0: That's fine because when i play when i play anything on the computer for an ex- or i know i want to be there for an extended period of time i also play a tv show usually um and so i will turn down all of the game music and all of the sound effects and all of that um except for my writing music in final fantasy because it's the most adorable fat animal music in existence and so i have that consistently turned on <laughs> Final Fantasy. So music. I understand the,
1: it. Out of all, all the of beautiful the music, symphony music, yes. all of this just <laughs> wonderful music and all the love and care that goes into the way that these games sound. I like the fat. <laughs> I like the fat thing music. And I'd rather watch. Are
0: you telling me that they did not give us beautiful fat Chocobo music? Oh, the fat they chocobo did. Chocobo it's amazing. Of of that's not.
1: That's not the. That's not my point. But they put love and care into I Adrian. Thought,
0: Why are you disrespecting thought, the work that somebody put in? to, hey, you hey, you listen to what I'm you just said
1: around. you're the one disrespecting the music because they have all this other music and all of this other and you're saying this music. one isn't good enough and for you you're saying all of the other stuff isn't good for you except for this one music
0: because it's my favorite <laughs> oh,
2: uh,
1: I, yes. I have to say and
0: i can have favorites Adrian.
1: i thought i was like i thought you're like oh i Every other game, I, I only listen to the sounds in this game. But no, it was just one thing. That was very that sad. That being
0: said, my iPod was full of Yuna's songs from Final Fantasy X. <laughs> Thank you very much.
3: <laughs> yeah, the Final Fantasy music like every actually good week. is great productivity music. Um, I've gotten some of my best writing done with just Final Fantasy covers and Final Fantasy soundtracks blasting while I work um i think that it actually weirdly is really good for that which i guess isn't weird because part of the point of good video game music is that it pumps you up while still you know not being intrusive
2: so i never had it pump me up it just makes me relaxed well it depends on the track obviously (laughs) I i was like i just sit there and fish all day long like yeah cut some wood cut some fish I'm not like I'm not like headbanging to the Final Fantasy VIII world map theme. Hey, I'm, I'm I didn't know I didn't know. Like, for all I know, you're out there running hey, marathons in 5Ks.
0: Real emotion is a bop.
2: Real emotion is a bop.
0: <laughs> real emotion is a bop, and Yuna is top idol. Thank you very much.
2: Okay.
3: And so
0: is a thousand words. A thousand words is amazing. It's a
3: a thousand words is a slow bop.
0: It's a slow bop, but it's amazing. It's a heart bop, if you will. There you
3: go. A heart bop. Perfect. There's a lot of good. There's a lot of good. I'm
0: contributing to the conversation. I'm just not talking about the symphony. I'm talking about what little wee otaku Kate had and obsessed over was Yuna's performances. At least we're going to
2: that because the fact that you said, "Oh, I mute the entire game except for when I ride my fat." Chocobo. I don't
0: <laughs> mute it. It's just very low. It's very low. It's very low sound until it's the Fat Chocobo okay. music. Okay, we're up blasting the it. Theme.
1: We're headbanging to <laughs> the Chocobo so music. It's so
0: good. It's amazing. I have
3: to say, the the my favorite moment of the symphony actually is when they play the Chocobo music. Because they get the entire they get the entire choir out there, and so they just play the beginning of the I love it so much. And then the entire choir goes all at once.
0: Now imagine that, but fast. Yes, because it turns into like a like mixed in with the regular Chocobo music, and it's great.
3: That sounds amazing. I'm gonna look that up later.
2: Oh my gosh. Anyways, moving on from the music and visuals, <clears throat> kind of go into like Final Fantasy's overall influence, I guess, on games and everything else. Um incalculable. Kind of in the, yeah, obviously. Um but <clears throat> one of the main things we start off with is we kind of we men- mentioned JRPGs, but what I apparently found out is they're also rep- known as uh console RPGs. Um does anybody know, I guess, console RPGs versus JRPGs or anything or if I ever heard that I guess.
3: Console RPGs is a pretty outdated term that you don't really hear much anymore. Correct. Um but I yeah, I mean, you have it here in your notes. So I'm going to steal your thunder, yeah. but like yeah, a lot of western RPGs were more PC focused at the time that uh Final Fantasy and just ge- generally Japanese RPGs were on their rise uh, between Final Fantasy and Dragon Quest. So uh you know, Western RPGs at the time were like Baldur's Gate, Icewind Dale, a lot of those mm-hmm. kinds of games that were all very rooted in D&D. Um, and so now, like, those particular kinds of games are actually called CRPGs because they're
2: computer RPGs. Uh, I will not say that, but yes. <laughs> <laughs> I did see that, and I was like, I refuse to put that. Well,
0: but it's funny, <laughs> though, too, because a lot of computer RPGs or what starts on a computer are getting ports over to consoles, so that bridge is getting... A lot shorter between the two. Like, obviously, the computer ones get more updates and they're ahead, but like, you're having a proliferation of stuff coming to console. Um, but I always knew JRPGs as turn based games and having multiple discs.
2: Mm-hmm. <laughs>
3: that did. was what
0: I <clears throat> learned. FF7
3: Remake is going to be two discs. It's going to be yeah, legit. Yeah. You well, are I was pay thinking, like, what is it? Blue
0: Dragon? Is it Blue Dragon that's like four discs?
3: Blue Dragon is three discs, Lost Odyssey is four.
0: I love Lost Odyssey. Yes,
3: Lost Odyssey is Odyssey's fun. I love Lost yeah. Odyssey. Lost Odyssey, um, uh, you're all lying. Lost Odyssey is only two hours long because nobody's ever beaten the first boss.
2: The other discs are all just blank. <laughs> That's a lie, sir. I've made it to the fourth disc and then I got lost in a cave and my autosaves got me stuck in a cave and I was like, well, I guess
0: this I, game have, is I have
3: tried that game three or four times and every time I get to the first boss and I'm like, fuck this game and I put
2: it down. <laughs> Uh, but no, uh, but yes, obviously we talked, about you mentioned Dragon Quest, and that's the funny thing about with, kind of like, we did last week, or, not last week, but when we did our Doom episode, we kind of talked about how Doom, you know, they were kind of popular and everything, but technically they weren't the first, well, in a lot of ways, when it comes to, like, these console RPGs and everything, Final Fantasy also wasn't the first, and technically, Dragon Quest technically wasn't the first, but it was kind of like the most renowned, kind of like Wolfenstein was, but yes, Dragon Quest is actually kind of like the first, like, really, I guess, popular... Um, of these console RPGs, and it comes along in 1986, and kind of like Wolfenstein, we have Dragon Quest one through four, which come to the the North America basically through 1992. But then they're not really heard of, or it's not really come back to North America from when I was found until like into the 2000s. And by this time, you I think you get like Dragon Quest seven before you get like the other ones, mm-hmm. and and just also just wasn't quite as popular as Final Fantasy. Yeah,
3: and it's interesting because Final Fantasy, um, I've actually, I I never got into Dragon Quest until recently I started playing through all the Dragon Quests. And so it's interesting to play through them because you can see where Final Fantasy eventually caught up with them. And Dragon Quest and Final Fantasy, even though they're very, very similar, they have completely different philosophies. Whereas Dragon Quest is very much about figuring out its formula, its formula works, and it executes that formula every time. And that's not a bad thing. They're good games. Like I've played the first five now and they're all good games and they execute what they're going to be. They're exactly what you get on the tin. If you want a classical JRPG, that's what you're going to get. Whereas final fantasy, especially after like four or five, uh, really, really strove to innovate and try something completely different and completely new with every single entry. And so the result is that I would say personally for me, Uh, Final Fantasy has higher highs but it also has lower lows whereas Dragon Quest is a very consistent (laughs) franchise.
2: That makes sense. To be fair I didn't even know Dragon Quest really existed until probably like a few years ago. That's really common in the West. Yeah. Well yeah
0: that's what I was gonna say like the the Western appeal of of Final Fantasy is one of the reasons why and why it gets to the level that it does because as much as I knew about Dragon Quest I played Jew Dragon a uh, Blue Dragon I knew Lost Odyssey I only knew Blue Dragon and uh Dragon Quest because of anime specifically because I was in those little otaku circles whereas like when I would talk more broadly with my friends in gaming because like my gaming friends and my otaku friends were kind of separate and like we had some of us in the middle that did both but like it was like it was through that that i learned what J- jrpgs were and like specifically what those franchises were versus everybody and their damn mom knew what final fantasy was like i said like it pl- it was plastered all over game informers it was on g4 when g4 was a thing oh. like it was something that was everywhere and was actually a a a, a large fandom piece in Gaming versus just being something niche that these weebs over here played.
2: Yeah, which is kind of cause it's funny because we talk about Dragon Quest kind of did it really kind of first and then Final Fantasy got popularized. And I guess before we and it and I guess we'll get to, I guess we'll go to Final Fantasy 7 real fast, but then kind of backtrack thing because I want to say, because we talk about Final Fantasy 7, which is probably like it, as much as Final Fantasy 6 might be the best game, Final Fantasy 7 is by far the most influential game mm-hmm. because it popularizes all of these jrpgs and these console rpgs in the west and so as so we get because it's funny because i say that and we do talking about you because if you go back there are actual games i think like chrono trigger and um a few other ones that came out that are actually around before mm-hmm. final fantasy even gets super super popular like with six and whatnot else but they're just not as popular and not saying they're bad games just a lot of people didn't care about them because they were very niche and then Final Fantasy comes and kind of basically blows everything up, as you said. And not only does it popularize just JRPGs and the genre in general, but it also basically makes the PlayStation. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Because <laughs> um, basically, <clears throat> this is the first time, like I said, that Nintendo does not actually get the Final Fantasy game and it goes to PlayStation. Um, I wonder why. Um, and, but then also, this is also like a term where we have, and it's not quite saying PlayStation would have failed, per se, but this is one of the first peaks where we get where Nintendo's dominance kind of starts to slip and they kinda of start to like PlayStation's still growing. I'm not saying PlayStation would have failed at all, but like Playstation picked up a whole entire genre. I mean it might have Nintendo didn't have. Yeah, I mean that's what I'm saying. It it definitely probably might not have been what it is today without yeah, Final Fantasy. Uh, this is yeah. this is what I
3: was talking about where I wrote an essay about this in college.
2: Like, Well, you can give us any more insight than that. <laughs> I was <laughs> like, I was just trying to condense it down
0: for. Well, everybody. you probably know more, Grant, but I know a lot of the current distri or not current distribution trends, but a lot of the console distribution distribution trends around discs was really codified by SquareSoft and Final Fantasy VII. Mm-hmm. And the normalization of demo discs, specifically for one game, as well. I still don't remember how we got that damn thing, but I know we had it. And then, I, but it was every, every other demo disc that we had was a disc with like five demos on it. It wasn't just the one demo disc. And then after that, I remember getting more. But I I I know specifically that the way games distribution happened was because of Final Fantasy VII and the proliferation and of uh playstation essentially
3: yeah well it's not even kind of
0: make each other
3: it's not even uh just that it's like disc-based video game media in general because uh you guys may not may or may not know this your audience may or may not know this but the playstation was originally going to be a joint venture between nintendo and sony Mm -hmm. uh where it was just going to be like a this is kind of oversimplifying it, but it was basically just going to be like a, a an add on to the Super Nintendo to let it play disc based games. And it was this thing where like there was going to be this first jump into CDs for video games as opposed to cartridges. Um, and then at the last minute, it felt like the deal fell through and they, Nintendo was like, oh, we're going to go with these other guys instead. I forget who, but we're going to go with these other guys instead, instead of Sony And so Sony was like, well, shit, I guess we'll just take this PlayStation that we've been working on and make it our own thing. So uh, Square had been working under the assumption that their next game would be able to be released on a CD, but they couldn't because like whatever this whole idea of making a disc based add on for the Super Nintendo never ended up materializing. Um, And then they tried to do it again with the N64 and then that never ended up materializing. So if you look into it, there's a bunch of games for both of those that were in development that ended up getting scrapped. Uh, And so Square was like, well, shit, I guess we'll work with Sony. And, you know, like Matt said earlier, they pretty much only released games for Sony until Final Fantasy 13 also came out on Xbox 360, and now they've gone more multi-platform. But that, like, kind of was I, I, I don't know enough to say whether they actually like set a trend, but it was certainly symbolic of the trend that ended up really hobbling Nintendo for a really long time. I would argue in a way they haven't recovered from until recently with the switch where Nintendo lost a ton of third-party support after that, because a lot of third-party yeah. devs got screwed by that decision. Um And something like the N64 GameCube, both good consoles, but their big problem was they lacked third-party support and that just continued to be a thing until, like, now they're finally getting it back with the Switch. So in a well, way, thing, like, Final Fantasy VII was, was groundbreaking in so many ways in terms of its story and its characters and its visuals and its music and all that other stuff we've been talking about. But just in the trends of the market, it, it was symbolic of a much bigger shift that's really interesting that so much swirls around this one
2: game. Yeah, and it's funny because you bring that up, and we talked about it kind of even the Switch going third-party stuff, of, like, it's almost even, we can, not necessarily can't can take what you want, but Nintendo's arrogance that, like, they, they had their first parties. Why did they need third parties at a time? Because, I mean, they still rely so much heavily on Zelda, which I'm pretty sure comes in this area. <laughs> you still have Mario, and then, like, just all their big first-party things that, like, you don't need anything. Like, I don't even know how much they make third parties. I mean, obviously we see with the Switch now, but...
0: Yeah, well, a lot of the third-party stuff on Switch is Nindies. Like, well, I, really linked into that piece.
2: Correct, but that's what I'm saying, because like, he talked about the Nintendo losing dominance in third-party stuff. Yeah. Well, yeah, but like Nintendo, even nowadays, still relies so heavily on first-parties. It's just amazing. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And people love it, too, but yeah, it's just crazy. Yeah, how... It works for them, but, but yeah, it, it does. forced Nintendo to change their strategy. Correct.
3: And wow. that's interesting. And now they're trying to get that third-party share back, but it forced them to change their strategy for decades.
0: Yeah. I also think that it's one of those things, too, where when you look at Nintendo now, I, I feel like this is the first piece, or the first domino in the chain that leads them to, like, never really be... I'm not saying they're not a competitor, but they were never in the... Nobody was thinking about Nintendo when they were talking about console wars. Nintendo was just there. When E3 happens nintendo wasn't fighting sony and xbox are fighting and nintendo was in the corner eating ice cream because that's just what nintendo does and i feel like a lot of that kind of starts there i mean like i'm not knocking their their uh their consoles their hardware but a lot of their strategy over the years has shifted more towards beefing up all of their first party stuff and i think a lot of that is from a chain reaction that happened during like the console wars and all of... And I think that you can see this starting here. Um, yeah. At least in my opinion. Well, Also...
2: It's sh- oh, I was going to say, but, well, you talk about them doing stuff, and it's not that they're doing bad a competitor, but also they're not fighting for third-party or just... Have exactly. license it. Yeah. They don't and have to care. They're saying. not going to get the sports games. They're not getting yeah. all these God of War stuff or Grand
0: Well, the thing Grand is, switches, or... switches don't go on sale. Switches have been the best-selling console for the last few years. Like... Or the last two years. Like, they don't have to do anything. Like, Nintendo just exists and makes money. They've got, they is... found their
3: corner. Why would they venture out of it?
0: Yeah, exactly. Um. But, yeah. On a side note, I would like everybody to be proud that that was my one big fun fact that didn't have to do with hot people. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> and it was a good one. Is it time to talk but about yeah.
2: hot people now? No, not quite. <laughs> um. But no, Uh. then obviously, because we talked about obviously popularizing everything and this is obviously back in 19 in the 90s and then obviously final fantasy has inspired so many game devs that have led to other popular rpg franchises over the years um one may knowable is fable creator peter i don't even want to say your last. You. i don't even want to say your last thing um this guy uh, the great thing peter with fable and everything and then bioware founder greg i don't is know that how to Zetzic, and then apparently a lot of Bioware's pe- uh, devs and uh, other mm-hmm. leaders have all been quoted and said that Final Fantasy has been an inspiration in a lot of their games, and especially some of the way they've done either some of their stories or some of their um, decisions or even their systems of how they play and put things into place. Uh, there was a few yeah, other. I mean,
1: some of my favorite RPGs come out of there. So, like, even if I haven't played any Final Fantasy, I think that's a huge but why though for me because Fable One and Fable Two are fantastic. We don't talk about the other game. Yes, uh, we don't. Yeah. Or the other two. <laughs> <Not to> the... <laughs> you can listen what, to What do you mean? I don't know. What you're about. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, don't, I don't know. I don't know what we're talking about. Obviously, and then Bioware, of course, has tons of great RPGs to play.
2: Yeah, uh, Dragon uh, Age Origins apparently had a lot of inspiration from Final Fantasy as well. Yeah.
0: Well, I think too, like when you look at a lot of Western RPGs, and you're looking at single-player experience, a lot of it is defined by what um, what Bioware does in Mass Effect initially. Um, and I don't think we get that without getting, oh, without having Final Fantasy as a backbone for that. Specifically, how they run a lot of their trees and everything. Um, because I know a lot of people say The Witcher Three has the best things. And the Witcher Three made the things. No, they're it's massive. Well, the,
2: the funny, the, the funny best thing best, is, um, best, some of the people but, apparently I didn't put quite on there, but some of the people that did work on The Witcher Three has also been dated.
3: Uh, I mean, any any, oh, any see, video game I with RPG yeah. that, elements.
0: 100%. I love The Witcher Three. Don't at me. I'm just saying that like The Witcher Three stands try to take credit for a lot of the things that Witcher Three does. When no, honey, it was there before. Go play another game.
2: Just like Bioware fans try to take credit for a lot of stuff that Bethesda did. Yes, before this is then.
0: fair. That's fair.
2: Which then yeah, leads into, which obviously these are completely different franchises, but the reason we brought this up, obviously, for the inspiration is like these are completely not just different franchises, but even the way they play. They're, most of these are not turn based, they're more yeah. action based, uh, but they still have inspirations in the way they d- incorporated their stories, their system, you know, the the visuals a lot. Basically, the entire art, I believe, <laughs> environment mm-hmm. design, from one of the from Mass Effect games have been said to come from Final Fantasy in the way they've done. Yeah. But just in general of how much Final Fantasy has inspired, whether it be visuals, um, story, or just even, like, some of the other systems of classes and, like, choices and parties and everything, which we didn't kind of get into quite as much, um, because that was just kind of venturing down into, like, who did it first, which is kind of weird to find out in the 80s. (laughs) Um, But no, Final Fantasy, from what I know, did influence a lot of people with their also uh, class systems and jobs that they do that are very custom to um, JRPGs. And I guess a little difference is, one, obviously it's not quite D&D versions, even though they're weird, but also just in general being able to switch classes and parties versus D&D if you have what you have. Which is kind of like... Kind of like in Final Fantasy 14 where I like why well, I have one character who can do all my jobs. I don't gotta make 10 characters. I just gotta make one. <laughs> <laughs>
1: this is true.
2: Yeah. Um that's kind of all for influence. Did anybody else have any fun tidbits on their influence before I get to the prior last part before we get out of here? Mm-mm.
1: Yeah, no, I think I mean I think the influences part, I think, is the best part there. Because I don't know if like I mean, I know I know Kate said Mass Effect, but I mean Knights of the Old Republic was first. Uh and what was it what was the other one before that? There's there's like they they do like really great stuff, but they all have like that same kind of combat format. And I don't know if it would have worked the same if they would have went like the JRPG route. So even if like you still get all the music and all the visuals and all that stuff and kind of like the character development, I think that's okay that they don't have like the turn based combat, because I don't know if those games would have done. I can't imagine playing Mass Effect as like turn based combat and not kind of like the d20 system uh
3: my personally. my personal opinion is that all games should have jrpg combat oh no every single one no
2: no
1: god no, no. every single no. video no. game this is where my western person comes out and i'm like <laughs> i'm my d20 combat no. <laughs> let like me the, roll against that dude no. please i like
0: i like 14 and i like the way that 14 is like a nice little hybrid of of the two in my opinion Although yeah it leans yes. more heavy it leans more away from turn-based but it, it still has the turn-based elements really really ingrained in it which i think that balance is it works best for me but i think it's also because i'm very freaking impatient so i have a very hard i've always had a hard time playing uh jrpgs i only did them to make the weebs i hung out with think i was cool um, <laughs> i was i was i like that
3: i was mostly kidding Mostly. Well, you Mostly. learned a lot about us.
2: So I do like some turn-based <laughs> combat, but I definitely have to be in the mood. But I do like, yeah. as Kate said, because Eleven kind of had the hybrids, and they kind of done some of it, like said Eleven, and then fourteen um, does it well, and even some of the MMOs in general do a very nice job with the hybrid kind of combat style. That yeah. I, I just don't. I don't mind that as much. Like I don't. There is some patience. You do need to learn some combos and what to press and. You know, you can't just spam your keys or something and whatnot else. Um, I
3: think that... uh, Sorry, but uh, I think that there's... uh, We can talk a little bit, actually, about how Final Fantasy has had influences even outside of video games. Yeah. Because, like, if you look at especially anything coming out of Japan, anything that is even a little bit fantasy focused of having magic and wizards and anything like that. If you look, the final fantasy influence is really obvious. Um, uh, like right off the top of my head, like the most, like on Netflix, like a lot of the, the, um, fantasy imagery in little witch academia is obviously Mm -hmm. drawn from like old school, final fantasy. Um, I wasn't prepared. I didn't come in with notes for this. So I don't have any more examples off the top of my head, but it's just any fantasy. Well, no. anime. So if you
0: look, if you look at like no game, no life. If you look at, um, what is it? Uh, something in a dungeon, like there, any game, any anime that is based on something having to do with gaming also always drops them into a final fantasy esque world for the most part. And then yeah. when you also look at what, uh, what Capcom has done with their god-awful Resident Evil animations that I won't defend, that directly comes from what Final Fantasy did. Oh, yeah. That's definitely supposed to be Resident Evil Advent Children. Yeah, that's exactly what. It God, is. those movies are I bad. love them to death, but those I will admit are awful. They're so bad. They're I terrible. love them. Don't waste time on them unless you really like looking at hot men. Then you can watch them. Well, and even um,
3: and even going into like Western animation or just Western TV, anytime like a cartoon makes a joke about like video yeah. games it's almost always a final fantasy reference
2: okay kind of going into the thing that we've kind of bit around for our last thing that everybody came to talk about and we kept wanting to get into and i kind of wanted to save it for the end with basically the spin-offs and all the other crazy stuff that final fantasy has kind of done outside of just like regular games Of uh, basically final fantasy has more than 30 spin-off games <laughs> and as we, we've mentioned probably about five or seven out of the 30 plus games there are um and also they've also led into multiple other franchises um, the franchises include Sentry the Chocobo series, which I didn't realize existed, but there's like 15 of these damn games. Yep, Chocobo's Mystery
1: Dungeon.
0: <laughs> I want to play them! You can get... Is, um,
1: this just, is it just like Yoshi? Kind of. <laughs> <It> sounds <laughs> like it's just Yoshi <laughs> adventure.
3: <laughs> That's kind of what it's like, yeah. You can get... Uh, Final
0: Fantasy Chocobo Dungeon! Man, You
3: can get it on the Switch. <laughs>
0: is this, it's on the Switch?
3: Yep. Uh, Chocobo's yep. Mystery Dungeon, Everybody, is a re-release of the first Chocobo's Mystery Dungeon on the Switch. I think it's on Switch. I'm pretty sure it is.
0: <laughs> it is!
2: <Yep. laughs> um, obviously, the... I don't know how you want to pronounce this, but the Saga series? Yeah, it's... it's
3: it, Yeah, the, the capitalization makes it weird. The Saga series and the Mana series is actually a little weird. Um, yes. I might be wrong about the Saga series, but I'm certain about the Mana series is that actually it's not a spinoff. It was that the Mana series... When they were bringing it to the West, they were like, we don't know if we can get people to play this game, so let's slap the word Final Fantasy onto it. So
2: I think that was the other one, the Saga series, I believe, did that. I believe they both did. Okay, well, I know the Saga series, I believe the first three games are actually like Final Fantasy and then their title, and then they finally officially became like the Saga series. Um, The Mana series, from what I gathered, was they were technically like a side spin quest that started off like they're like one random like quest or like spy- spin off in like one of the Final Fantasy games that they liked the characters that they turned around and made it their own series. Yeah, I'm not I'm not an expert on either of those series, so I I'm not say... either, but that's just what I gathered from like doing all the notes of stuff. <laughs> yeah, is uh those two are essentially they're kind of they kind of started maybe kind of as a spin off, but they made their own series and they're directly not even like their own thing now. Um, I just know they were both, like, related of some sort with the Mana series being somewhat like they had actual characters in a Final Fantasy game. They were probably, like, you walked into a store and found you Sid's brother, and that's now Sid's brother the face of Mana. And then the Saga series was basically, they actually were named Final Fantasy games. Oh, my gosh. Um, but Kingdom the, Hearts. Yes, which lead to then that we obviously have the crossover with Kingdom Hearts, which essentially the one of the main biggest collaborations between games and media that we know of the most ambitious Um, crossover event in the history of media yeah um which obviously we between final fantasy and essentially disney which then became its own entire series with a bunch of other like 14 plus games or however many they have i don't know eight i just yell random numbers at this point with how many games (laughs) (laughs) are um
0: i think there's like 20 something because you have all of the main kingdom hearts games and then you have like the kingdom hearts ones get weirdly named
3: what, you, you don't yeah. feel that it's straightforward that they have a game called 358 Days Over 2? <laughs> nope.
2: Nope. <laughs> <laughs> um, obviously, we have that. And then obviously, we have Final Fantasy spinoff with just multiple games. Like, there's Crystal Chronicles. I think there's like four or five games in that. Um, you have the Crystal Defenders. All of these are labeled like Final Fantasy. It's like Final Fantasy, Crystal Chronicles, Final Fantasy, I believe, Crystal Defenders. Then you have the Dysia Final Fantasy series, where there's another, like, five games. And those are just the main ones that I lifted. Obviously, you all can probably go talk, like as Grant was talking about with Final Fantasy 13, with all the other various types of spin off sequels or something like that, or games that were probably there. But these were just the big ones of just like how many games they had outside of those 15 games. There's 30 plus of these things. There's like, a shitload. That, I, and yeah, and like. Well, th- th- actually, the big one, the
3: big one that people are going to get on your case if you don't mention them, so I'm saving you right now, is the Final Fantasy Tactics series. Yeah, there are people there are people who will fight and die for Final Fantasy Tactics. Yes, it's actually the best Final Fantasy game in the series and one of the best games ever made. And yeah, and that was a weird one where it came out on the PlayStation and it was such a wild departure and that it was a tile based strategy game more akin to like Disgaea or Fire Emblem or those kinds of strategy RPGs and it was just this weird thing that came out and it ended up being really popular. So, um, there's, there was also final fantasy tactics advance on the game boy advance. And then that had a direct sequel on the DS. It was like final fantasy tactics, a two grimoire, the rift or something like that.
1: But yeah, if you tell me ah. a game like this that has like this many games and one of the best ones is like some turn based tile game, like on the game boy, uh, I don't believe you, and I don't believe your opinion. I, I People gamble on that stuff.
0: I, so I was talking to somebody at work because uh, he had it, because at work they really encourage us to make our personal spaces our own, and he had a Sephiroth statue on his desk, and I was like, oh, that's really cool. I really like that character. He's like, yeah, I also really like Final Fantasy Tactics, and I was like, I don't like it, and then he was just like, you must suck at it. And I was like, yep.
3: <laughs> that not, I, yeah. I like, Both not. people sound <laughs> terrible. I like, You're
0: not wrong, but also that was very rude. I'm gonna walk away now. Yep,
3: I 255 percent believe that interaction.
0: It went from a beautiful <laughs> interaction of two weeb's meeting in the wild to you must suck. Yep, and I was like, Ugh. but I couldn't. I couldn't say no. I don't suck because I do. I suck at that game very much, and it is <laughs> yeah. one of the reasons why I don't like it. <laughs> But it went zero to 100 very fast. Yep, that
3: sounds about right for, for that conversation. Um, the important thing to note about Tactics, though, is that it was so popular that Final Fantasy 12 actually, my thing that I said at the beginning of this episode isn't totally true. Final Fantasy Twelve takes place in the same universe as the Final Fantasy Tactics games, uh, where they knew that this world was so popular, These char- like the characters were all different, but the world and the the different species and just the setting is so popular, they set Final Fantasy XII in that same world. And so it's that weird case where a mainline Final Fantasy series not only shares a universe with other games, but actually other older games predate it being in that same universe, which is just kind of this, it's this weird artifact in that way.
2: Yes, I was going to talk about it, um, but obviously, I just wanted to mention all the ones that had lots of, lots of games and new other franchises. But yes, I know tactics is a huge thing. Um, I also, know Kate sucks at all tactics games, so don't feel shame. Um, yeah. I also, know people gamble on tax- Final Fantasy tactics, which is probably the better thing. And we're here. Um, but that's about all I have outside some fun facts. I guess I'll do some fun facts real fast, and I'm sure Grant can add in any more he wants. Um, the title was originally called Fighting Fantasy before. Final
0: Fantasy. I was going to make a DOA joke, but I'm not going
2: to. Um, The the faint thing I saw about all that was people going, how does Square Enix not made a fighting fantasy game yet? They've made several. Not not named
3: fighting fantasy. (laughs) Not named fighting fantasy, but Air Guys on the PlayStation was a fighting game with Final Fantasy characters, and the Dissidia Final Fantasy series that you have listed up there are just the Final Fantasy fighting game but they didn't name it Fighting Fantasy. They did not name it Fighting Fantasy, no.
2: (laughs) Um, The original Final Fantasy was made with a team of seven people. In contrast, I believe it took like 188 people or something to make like one of the recent games. Um, The airship uh, owned um, the... the, Basically, the character Sid that we kind of mentioned before that basically appears in all the games is actually not in the original Final Fantasy game. He was later retconned into the game. Because everybody was like, why is Sid in all the games except the original one? Yep, Sid. I mean, it's a different... It's not the same character. It's that there's always a
3: character named Sid in every single Final Fantasy game, except for the first one, because they didn't start that trend until the
2: second one. Yep. Um. um go ahead. I, I have one more that I didn't write down. Time. Um, basically, we talked about Final Fantasy 2 II and 3 not coming to North America. It was stated that, essentially, they did, they thought that Final Fantasy series was basically too hardcore, and so that's how we got Final Fantasy Mythic Quest that came to North America first before the other Final Fantasies, like 4, finally came back. Hmm. They thought it was too hardcore for the Western audience to understand.
0: (laughs) The funny thing is, is that's not even, like, them being too scared about Americans being dumb. American gamers are just very dumb a lot of the times, which is why our state of RPGs is really abysmal right now.
2: It's mm-hmm. also very weird, but yeah, no, that is definitely... I learned from... Uh, obviously, this is a fun fact from Matt's personal experience of like doing these notes of, yes, if you type in trying to figure out just general stuff about Final Fantasy and looking through stuff, uh, yes, people definitely... You can tell the difference between Western RPG players and JRPG players, and yeah. they're very... Their opinions are very, very... uh.
0: They're strong.
2: Very strong and sometimes very out there. Remember those couple years
3: where every single video game immediately lost a star if it wasn't The Witcher 3? Yeah.
2: <laughs> yeah. 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 But no, uh, that w- uh, I don't know if Brant, have you had any other fun facts. Those were about the four that I had. Obviously, we've gone way over time at this point, but obviously trying to encapsulate 30-plus years into... Misui hour with Kate interrupting about how people are hot is very hard.
0: It's the content people are
2: here oh, for. Oh, it is the content people are here for. Um, <laughs> geez, like,
3: uh, I mean, if you got me talking, I could probably list out tons of fun facts about Final Fantasy. There's there's so much, like like I said, just because the stories aren't connected doesn't mean that that there's not interesting parallels across all of the games. Um, but that would be a whole other thing. I think I alluded to it earlier, the most fun and interesting fun fact off the top of my head that won't take 20 minutes is that, um, when final fantasy 13 was coming out, they really, really wanted to push lightning, who is the protagonist of final fantasy 13. And she's this tough bitch who like, you know, takes kicks ass and takes names. And like, they very upfront, like Tetsuya Nomura, who was the lead, you know, the basically the lead of the franchise at this point. Um, what he said, he literally just said in an interview, I just wanted to make a female version of cloud. Yes. Like he was just super, he didn't even try to hide it. And she is basically just female cloud, but like
0: down to the big sword, not
3: actually cloud advent children, cloud who is cloud with squalls brain put into his body. But anyway, um, the, so she's just like that kind of character. Uh, so they decided that the, one of the ways they wanted to really push her in marketing and make people really love her was to make her, a fashion model so you'll occasionally still see them there was a whole thing where louis vuitton i think it was used lightning as their model for a bunch of their like handbags and clothes and stuff so you can just find all these things and so obviously like it's cg because she's not real so it's CG renders of their products of like lightning with their products like it's a fashion shoot. But so you're supposed so the fake pictures of their clothes are supposed to make you want to buy their clothes. It was very strange. Uh, but Final Fantasy is a franchise that is so big. One of its fictional characters became a real fashion runway
2: model. And on that note, that is good. Uh, any fo- last one, final <laughs> thoughts? Because that we're going to end on that, if not.
0: <laughs> she has an ugly haircut. She
3: kind of does. Uh, <laughs> oh, jeez. You're asking me for final thoughts. Uh, my final thoughts are just play Final Fantasy. That
0: wasn't your final thoughts?
2: <laughs> that was a fun fact.
3: That was my fun oh, fact.
2: That's
3: there. Uh, my final thoughts are, without getting too long-winded, that Final Fantasy is one of the most important franchises in the history of video games as we've spent the last, however long this ends up being after editing explaining. And it is something that's been a universal constant in my life in a really powerful way. And so if, if, if anything that we've said on this episode makes you interested, if you've always thought about final fantasy and never really taken the jump, uh, fire go like you can get all most of them on the switch now, just like fire up, your PC, your whatever, pick up FF6, FF7, FF9, FF10. Pick up pick up one of, the, one of the really good ones and just give it a go.
2: Just pick up 14, you'll be fine.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I knew he was going to say that.
0: <laughs> so what I really like about 14 is that Matt's character looks sexier than mine at all times because I play a tank and she actually gets to look like a tank. All of the time but now I'm jealous because Matt has like assless chaps all the time and I don't um but no my fun fact is just that there is a lot I feel like Final Fantasy is probably or not my, my fun fact my final thought yeah my final thought is that there are very few franchises I I am somebody who very much believes you have to partake in the media of something to actually call yourself a fan of something Um, but the only time I've ever considered myself a fan of something that I haven't actually played has been Final Fantasy just because of how much other media I have consumed of it and how much I have, like, watched and talked about people with and, like, just gushed over. And it's just such an expansive world that it's it's really amazing like i i, I don't know I, I really that's just my fun. Fi- that's just my fun fact or my, uh, it's my <laughs> final thought it's throwing me off because i'm never usually like this about things that i don't play that much like i, I don't like yeah i like mm-hmm. final to fantasy oh but i do
2: fa- Final find to so be fair we got about almost two years in final fantasy 14 that's fair that's fair uh
3: i i, yeah, I dropped but-
1: how good are you at Final Fantasy Tactics, though? I Apparently,
3: suck. you suck, and that's why—that's why you don't like it. Uh, I, I, I dropped you it
0: half wrong there, so
3: I, I dropped it in our chat. But but Paige wanted to chime in because she can overhear me. Her fun fact is that Ignis from Final Fantasy 15 is a dad, but Gladio is a daddy.
0: I agree with her there. Also, and Final I'm, Fantasy 15 is BTS, but in a video game. Yes, it is.
2: Adrian, do you get anything? <laughs>
1: Um, no, I mean, outside, like, I mean, again, I'm not a huge Final Fantasy person, but I do appreciate its influences into, like, my other favorite genres, especially when it comes to, like, Bioware and Fable, because Fable's one of my favorite, um, RPGs, period. Um, and, I don't know, if y'all ever decide to play Final Fantasy 14, I'll come play, because I miss playing MMOs, and...
0: You've lied to that so many times before. Come on, it took
2: me four years, and all we but... do is make this stupid episode?
1: <laughs> well, I think that I'm just... Tired of you being sad, and I just want to make you happy. <laughs> you I gotta know? say, I literally have it pulled up right now. If I, I'll screen share like right now. I have it pulled up on Steam. Right. I gotta now. say,
3: everybody just in my here. life is trying to get me to play Final Fantasy fourteen. It's amazing.
1: Uh, if you're not an MMO person, no I don't think time you should
3: than quarantine though. But the thing is, the thing this is, is you're right. But uh, I've been talking about it a little bit on Twitter today. That I have just an absolute deluge of other JRPGs coming out. I'm playing through Trails from zero right now, and then the Final Fantasy VII remake is coming out, and then I need to finish Trails to Azure so that I'm all caught up for when Trails of Cold Steel Four comes out. So like just between, just within one franchise, I'm blocked up for the next like year and a half.: You'll be fine. Fourteen's better. You get to play with us. But I hate people. I mean, not wrong. This is my thing with MMOs. Is like, I like RPGs, but I hate other people, so why would I play an MMO?
0: Oh, fun fact about me and Matt playing Final Fantasy XIV. We set an alarm to wake up at like 3 a.m. To, to get a spot on one of the most populated servers or the most populated server at the time.
2: It was worth it, too. Um, it was. But no, uh, now that Adrian's going to sign up and play Final Fantasy XIV, Grant still sucks. Apparently, <laughs> um, I admit it. I suck. <laughs> uh, but uh, no, um, obviously, I've only played the MMOs. So I'm sure I'm not a truest purist or whatever Final Fantasy games. I like said I have put fan man. I don't care. <laughs> um, the RPG. I mean, the story's great, and I know like JRPGs, you have to be in the mood, and I like it. But there's just some I don't know the the being able to be in the world of like final fantasy and being able to actually make some actual choices or not choices but like make your actual character and some of the other choices and stuff i just find more fascinating than like because a lot of the final fantasy games and a lot of the jrpgs like you already have your character your destiny is already set and you're already moving on And which obviously is the difference a lot of times between western rpgs where you're like an avatar and you make your stuff versus jrpgs but i don't know the mmo stuff it's cool because you get to kind of get the blend of both at least in my opinion um, but anyways, um, I've always liked uh, Final Fantasy. I've I played the MMOs over the years. Um, said the other stuff, not as much. It's fine. Tactics, yeah, I've watched it. It's kind of cool, but eh, it's whatever. Um, but I understand how it's definitely played its role. It played its part, and I'm sure we're going to get more. I wish they would just... Uh, I do hope we're not just going to go through this phase, where they're just going to remake every single one of them or remastered every single one of them instead of giving us new content. But then again... 14 is still giving, pumping out new content, and it's still growing. Like, I think the last I saw was, like, almost over 20 million players right now. Don't you dare fucking
3: deny me my Final Fantasy VI remake, Matt.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Yeah, Uh, well, first, thank you, Grant, for coming and tell everybody where they can find you.
3: Oh, well, you can find me wherever anybody mentions Final Fantasy. Just wait, and I'll come crashing through the nearest window like the (laughs) Kool-Aid man. But uh, if you want more of me personally, you can find me at tw- on Twitter at GPLow92, that's L-O-W-E. Um, or if you want more of my voice, you can follow my podcast, Gilmore Ball Z, uh, where again, my wife and I watch Dragon Ball Z and Gilmore Girls, and you can find us on Facebook there at Gilmore Ball Z, and our Twitter handle is at Gilmore Ball Z, so... Uh, go ahead and give it a listen. We usually have a lot of fun uh, comparing two shows that we both really, really love uh, and then slowly love less as time goes on. (laughs) (laughs) That's about how
2: everything works.
0: And as always, if you want to support us a little more, you can head on over over to patreon.com slash PC And you can follow us on all of our social media at PC And, of course, you can find me at ohmymythrander, where I will probably be talking about more hot people, because that's just what I do now. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Kate,
3: do you want to have a hot Final Fantasy Men thread after we're done recording this?
0: I kind of want to make
1: one. (laughs) I'll help. Um, You can... You can find me not talking about hot Final Fantasy men Boo. on Twitter at SuperReese93 S-U-P-E-R-R-U-S-E
0: 93.
2: Matt? Are we playing Final Fantasy or not? <laughs> <laughs>